Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board game related topics and board games. Yeah, that's it. That is definitely it. That is what we talk about. Okay, so on tonight's show, we have our usual what we've been playing, the news, a quick talk about our poll, which I actually did this week. Woohoo, good job. And our main topic for the day is going to be interaction in board games. So basically talking about how you interact with the players you're playing with. You know, what's, what we like, what different forms of it, that type of thing. But first, I would just like to say, happy Pride Week, everybody. I wanted to bring this into the show because we want to make board game as board gaming as inclusive as possible. So yeah, happy Pride Week, everyone. There are some sweet games out there. Make sure you're making this a great community. Yeah, there's lots of games that touch on it. Uh, there's nothing really specific, to, in my opinion, that's, no, that touches there, on that subject. There is one. One that came out last year. Um, it's called Dare to Love. It's a, ta- uh, Taiwan, a game from Taiwan, actually, which is really cool. It's not supposed to be anything spectacular. It's nothing crazy, but it is the only one I saw that is actually specifically LGBT themed, uh, other than like Fog of Love. Well, Fog of Love is a game that's that that has come out, and it, it's basically about relationship building. And the first cover was a guy and a girl on the cover, and then they brought out guy and guy, girl and girl. Yeah. You know, which was cute. They're adorable. <laughs> yeah, the, it, it, it's supposed to be a really good game. I've never played it. And there are, like, in in the game, from what I've heard, it's basically, it sounds a lot like Sims, the board game, right? Yep. Like, you're you're making these relationships, and there's cards that are, like, goals to do. There are ones that are specifically same-sex orientated, and other ones that are just, like, any relationship. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think the re- revision ones had more uh, gender-neutral stuff. Yeah. If, as I say, I don't know much about the game, but that's what I have yeah. ascertained. It looks cool. I'd like to play it. Okay, what have you been playing, Shay? I played a game this week. It's awesome. Uh, we played Chronicles of Crime. Um, I don't know why I say this as though you're surprised because you played it with me, but it was a blast. I, I really, really like this game. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard of it, Chronicles of Crime is a game that uses your phone really well. It's... Basically, a mur- almost a murder mystery, kind of. So you get a scenario uh, set in London, I'd say, in Scotland Yard. Yep. Uh, you get a scenario, and you have to basically talk to people, explore locations, find clues, ask people, like interview people about those clues to try and solve the murder or the theft, whatever might happen in that scenario. Yeah, so this game is one of those ones that you would call app-driven. Exactly. Uh, so you can't play the game without... Your, your phone or An your iPad. iPad or whichever you're using. And it's very interactive between the group. Uh, it's one to four players. Yeah, and cooperative. Cooperative. Uh, some people like, say they like it best with two. We played it with three yesterday. Uh, I had only played the tutorial before. We played the tutorial again, and then we went on to the first mission. And I found it just outstanding. Oh, so good. It's it's really neat because you're like, okay, so we go to this location, we find all these clues. So the idea is you scan the location and then you move your phone around and look in this 3D area and you call out to your teammates like, I see this, I see this, I see this, I see this, I see this. And you have to try and figure out whether those clues are what's useful to you by scanning them after the fact. Uh, And then... 
going and talking to the people you know about those clues to try and figure out who done it, right? Yeah, uh, so you get a set of cards, set of locations. All of them have QR codes yeah. on them. People. Uh, there are people, there are places, there's items, there's yeah. special items. Yeah. Uh, very expandable because those people can be 20 different characters exactly. depending on who, who they are that All time. they have to do is create a new story, right? Yep. Which is really neat. And I thought the story was actually really interesting. And this is a game that also uses time as a play. Yep. Or as a, almost as a player, right? Because you, you get scored actually with how you answer the questions. So we actually won the game but lost points because we didn't we weren't specific enough with certain answers. Yeah. Um, so we don't want to spoil anything. We don't want to spoil anything. So it's just basically we didn't we didn't answer we answered correctly but not entirely. Yep. And you get points if you finish in a certain amount of time. So if you finish quicker, you get extra points. If you finish slower like we did, you lose points. So each interaction takes up time. You're trying to do it the least amount of interaction possible, right? And I mean, we were having fun just scanning everything, right? To see like, hey, is this a thing? So we probably wasted some time asking questions that really didn't meet, matter, but... Yeah, like, I, you know, as a first mission, it was... This is cool. Let's see what all we can do. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think as we got going on the games or played more missions, I think we'll streamline it a lot more, yeah. uh, pick up on stuff a little bit more. Like there was stuff that I saw that I thought of, thought mattered and really didn't. No. Uh, There's stuff that you saw that didn't matter. And there was stuff that Mel, mom saw that did matter usually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mummy is usually like, hey, just uh, look at this thing. And it's like all of the answers. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really really cool game uh this came out last year uh it came out at the same time as another one called detective mm -hmm. uh detective is way more intense detective is going to take you close to two hours to play a game i'm told this one i think we could crank one off in 30 to 60 minutes yeah i, th I think that's about what it says and that's it was a nice time, right? Like yep. we were just kind of going, I could probably keep going around for ages if I wanted to. I was having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. So every time you interview somebody, every time you move locations, there's a time allotted to it. Uh, so you don't want to do too much, but we could have just kept going on that mission oh, yeah. and figured out absolutely everything. Our we, score probably wouldn't have been great, but. Well, it would have been, we wouldn't have gotten extra points for time, but we did actually miss one of the ending yep. things, right? We didn't realize we needed it, but we did. So I, I do want to replay the scenario, I think. Oh, definitely. And I think from what I've read, the scenarios do change every time you go into a I was, little bit. I was going to ask if like, can you just go in and be like, okay, I know where all these things are. Let's just make our way directly to this area and yeah. be real quick about it. Like you do in a video game, like a speed run. <laughs> yeah, I'm not exactly sure how it works because I haven't replayed a mission yeah. before uh, other than the tutorial. And the tutorial was identical, but I figured it would be identical. Yeah. Uh, so, but I have heard there are certain nuances to it. So you can't just go in, go to Scotland Yard and say, this guy did it. This is where this is. This is how it worked. Perfect. Right. Uh, game I played Thursday night was called Three Kingdoms Redo or Redux. It's R-D-U-X. Uh, yeah. But it's Redo, basically. It's a second version of the game. Uh, it's the interesting premise of this game is it is a three player game. It's not any other player account. You have to have three players to play this. And it is a really, really neat mechanism uh, because usually if you play a three-player game, there is a chance that two people will gang up on the third person 
and wash that person out. Yeah. Uh, this game does not allow that. There are certain conditions that you have to do, like in the battle spots, you can't just keep going to the one battle spot. You have to go back and forth, so they can't have outnumbered people in each battle. Uh, at the end of the game, you're comparing yourself to each person. Uh, so depending on how you did against both of them is how many victory points you're going to get. Uh, it's set up in a uh, Chinese mythology-ish uh, oh, cool. general, general samurais. Uh, or the, uh, the samurais are Japanese. They're Japanese. <laughs> it's Chinese. It's... Uh, I Thinking ninjas? They're generals is okay. what they call them. Gotcha. So you're taking generals and each general has a special power. Uh, you're using those generals to do actions. So they're all rated out of three different things. There's combat, there's diplomacy, and then I believe the other one's leadership. And leadership just means how many armies they can take with them. Uh, so you're collecting armies, you're collecting resources, you're collecting weapons, and you're using those to do your actions or do, battle your wars or upgrade your your uh, dojo or your, not your dojo, your city. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, everybody starts with different uh, number of generals and by the end of the game everybody's equal but you play what is it up to 12 rounds okay and at the third sixth and ninth round you get more generals cool okay uh, from what I was told and what I saw you're not going to make 12 rounds pretty much ever because there's four or five end game conditions Okay, so uh, it's like a maximum of 12 if you get yeah. here, you're done. But you can win it before then. It's, it's going to come to a, a head. You're not going to win it. You're going to end the game. Okay. And then you're going to add up your victory points and compare those. Uh, components, it's all cardboard. Uh, it would be cool to have some miniatures and stuff, but then you wouldn't have all the, all the information access to you. It's sort of like uh, Tsukuyumi, where... Right. You have all the standees. The renew, the new version has all the miniatures, but then you don't have the information well, at your fingertips. It was, it was like, yeah, yeah. You just you'd lose you'd lose those little tiles, right? It's the one time you actually want the cardboard. Yeah. Uh, so solid game. Uh, I'm tempted to. I, I would like to play it again, and I'd like to play it again with Mom and Jordan. Mm -hmm. uh, just for the simple fact that we play a lot of three player games in our house. Because you're either out or you're working or, or playing video games, playing a video game, <laughs> uh, avoiding playing board games. <laughs> so we do play a lot of three player games and to have one that is specifically designed for that. It's a, that'd be a nice one to have with mechanisms that make it that everybody's on their own. You can't you are going to team up every round. There is a diplomacy token that whoever goes first, the other two people are on a team for that round, basically. Or a diplomacy, so on the main board where you're fighting for your actions. Yeah. Your actions add up versus the person who won the most battles is basically. Or so ba <laughs> the easiest way to describe it is you have a board of six or six to nine actions. You put all your generals out. Whoever wins the most goes first the next round, but he is against the other two. Okay. Okay, so gotcha. There, I think there, I understand. There is a benefit to winning more actions, uh, but there's also a penalty for doing it as well. 
And then at the end of the game, there's about five categories plus some bonus ca bonus points you get for doing certain things well that add up to your total score. Uh, when we finished, uh, the three of us, I believe, were... 33, 32, and 31 in scoring. Oh, wow. So we're all really, really close. And all of us did it differently. Like none of us had the same general thing. You have to do everything, but not, none of us focused on the same thing. And then we all ended up at the same point. We did notice at the end that we did miss one thing where it ended up I had five more points than the other guys. So I won by a little bit more, but we were all really, really close. Uh, so yeah, that's Three Kingdoms Redo or uh, the original. I don't know what they changed, but... <laughs> We've only played the new one. <laughs> We've only played the new one and I've played it once. And like most of our reviews, we play games once and then uh, sometimes we revisit them when we... Uh, yeah. That's what we play that we, week. Eventually, yeah, you know, we might just come back to it. You'll see. Yeah. Okay, you're listening to Board on the Air. I'm David. And I'm Shay. And this is CFCR community radio <laughs> nice do the welcome to night vale boys <laughs> yes okay news uh not a whole lot this week there was origins on the weekend so they announced their uh award winners for, at the origins game con uh shockingly root and the mine pretty much split all the awards <sighs> I can't, I, I just you know what i haven't played root no judgment against that one the mind though people yeah. people Root is a solid game. The mind is an experience. And people like experience. That's why Cards Against Humanity is so popular. I mean, yeah, but Cards Against Humanity is funny. <laughs> well, maybe staring at each other and throwing down a card in the wrong order is funny to some people. I don't know. I feel like bad, bad humor is funnier yeah. than that. Okay. So if anybody has the mind and wants to try it, Shay is willing to give it a go just so she can... Stop bashing it. Yeah, you know what? I will. Tr if you can convince me this game is fun, then then you know what? All, all the points to you. Uh, other games that got announced: Arkham Horror has another expansion. Going back to last week, it's a card game, so they have to bring out a hundred different expansions. Definitely, yeah. It's a popular game, though. It is a very popular game. I've never played it. A lot of people really it, like it. Isn't Eldritch Horror, though, the sequel, that's the better one? Eldritch, I think, is yeah. the one that uh, people really gravitate to. Or at to. least Dice Tower-like. Yeah, but Arkham has a very strong following. Uh, Stockpile is on Kickstarters, or a Stockpile expansion is on Kickstarter, but you can get all the expansions and the base game at a discounted price. Mm -hmm. uh, which is cool. Usually everybody's Kickstarter is not always the cheapest. No. But you and can... usually with reprints, they're just like pay all of it. Yeah. So you can buy it piecemeal. You can buy everything together, which is kind of cool. A uh, neat one uh, from the <laughs> uh, designer of Nations, City of Skylines. City Skylines. Or Cities Skylines. Yeah. It's a co-op city builder. So SimCity, the board game. It's actually based off a video game, not off Sims. City yeah. Skylines is an actual video game that I did watch people play on YouTube. Okay. Um, it's it was it was interesting to watch because you know Sims, you're building a life, right? City Skylines is like Sim Cities except better. Okay. It's very much like you see traffic as it's happening and you can see where issues are happening and you have to try and make it the most efficient possible. So would you say it's real time on the computer? Close to real time. It's okay. like sped up real time. But like you see the red lines where they're saying, hey, traffic is awful in this area. Fix it. And then they're like, okay, this area is really bad with trash right now. Make sure you get garbage collection going. So it's like 
very in-depth. I've actually watched like actual city planners make it before. They've done it on like BuzzFeed and stuff. Okay. So it, it is a really neat game. I don't know how it translates into a board game because the whole thing with the video game is you can see where all the things are happening, right? And here it's like, is it a timer? Do you place tokens on it? How are you going to tell? So it's a neat idea because it is a really cool game, but... Well, it's a co-op, so there's a good chance there's going to be a deck with events that happens. Yeah. And you're going to have to react to those events, I suspect. Yeah. So it's I like the video game because it's a little more like real world, like, hey, you put this weird cross crossroads here. It's not going to work properly. Yeah. Uh, so fans of Toy Story, the OP is bringing out a board game based on that uh, movie. Sh- movies. Movies. Mm, shocking. Yeah. They're, they're squeezing every dime out of that series they can. So the last movie's coming out this year, or they say is the last, the last movie. Last one. They said the last one the last time. Yeah. So Toy Story 4 is coming. Reviews are awesome Five. for it. Four. Five. Is it four? Four. Five. Four. <laughs> okay. And that is the news. Before we get to our main topic of... Uh, interaction in board games i'm going to talk about our poll our poll yes so our poll of the week was because it's convention season i asked who's been to a convention who hasn't Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna or what was it it was 66 percent said they had 33 percent said they hadn't yes uh for those of you that don't know there is a gaming convention in in saskatoon uh it's it's called tooncon it's usually in september but from what i hear they it's going to be pushed back to next year, so there won't be one this year, just because of bookings and that type of thing. Cool. Uh, when when it gets closer, we'll probably try and get uh, one of the organizers on to talk about it, to give some feedback on it, to, to let everybody know what happens at it. We went this year. We had a great time. It was super fun. Uh, strongly recommend it. Uh, the bigger conventions, of course, they have the big market. This one is all about playing board games. So if yeah. you like playing board games and want to try out new board games, this is a place to go. And they had that auction. Like oh, they yeah. had hundreds of games for auction. Yeah. People put board games in, set a price, and you can auction auction for them. Yeah. So today's topic, interaction in board games. Uh, so what we're talking about in this regard is you have four people sitting around playing a board game. How are they interacting through that board game? Yeah. And it's not... You know, how do they talk to each other? It is, what are the mechanisms in that board game that... That, that affect your playing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So some of the ones, some of the simple ones are combat, uh, diplomacy, uh, battle, racing. racing. Like one of the ones we've mentioned a million times is Take That because Jordan, my brother, loves Take That games. It is, he, he absolutely loves the ability to screw us over. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's he wants to be able to do something that's going to affect your game. Yeah. Right? Whether it hurts you or helps him, yeah. he likes that mechanism. He yeah. likes to have that interaction in a board game. And it's different than combat. Like, take Definitely. that is different. It, it, it goes hand in hand usually. Yeah. But combat is, I'm going to fight you and you're aware that this is a thing we're going to be doing. Take that as like, oh, I got this all set up. I got my cards. And then they go, nope, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, if you remember when I talked about Villainous a couple weeks ago, this was something that I found happened a little too much in that game, I thought. Haven't had a chance to replay it yet, but that was something I just noticed there. Yeah. Combat is your prototypical risk. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the Lord of the Rings one? That's a huge combat game. 
Which Lord the of the big one? Oh, War of the Ring. War of the Ring. War of the Ring. Uh, so two player Lord of the Rings full story. It's supposed to be really tough. Yeah. Uh, you really there's a lot of strategy to that game, and there's a lot of combat in that game because you are yeah. fighting over Minas Tirith, the uh, Helm's Deep, all of that. Uh, from what I hear, there's a easier version called Battle of Five Armies, which is based on The Hobbit. Yep. That stand uh, that goes hand in hand with the books. Good job, yeah. guys. <laughs> Which, but it's supposed to be a little bit cleaner. There's not as much uh, finicky rules to it. Yeah. Uh, diplomacy. Uh, so you are, you know, dipl- <laughs> one of the more <laughs> yeah. famous games is called Diplomacy. Oh, good. And That's there is helpful. no combat in it, but all you're doing is talking with the people around the table and making se- secret deals to have them back you up as you push somebody out of. Mm. A country, right? Or they can do a secret deal with the other person. So yeah. as you go in, they both push you out of your country. I like this one when it's a game that's not sm- supposed to have it. Like me, when we went to Canada Games, we played Risk. Yep. And me and uh, a teammate were like, hey, why don't we just work together and fight these guys? And then we just ended the game. We were like, okay, we're, we're done. We won. <laughs> that was it. It was great. <laughs> Diplomacy can be very fun in a game depending on how they do it, right? I think it's fun for the people who are winning. Well, anything's fun for the people that are winning. Yeah, in general. Yeah. Sometimes diplomacy, but like we had talked about, uh, you know, something like Catan, right? Where you you can like, I guess that's more trading than diplomacy. That's a trading mechanism, right? And I'm not a huge fan of trading. Yeah, trading is weird. Any game that's had the thing where they're like, you can trade with people. I've always found it's awkward and kind of clunky. Yeah, it's it it really opens itself up to favoritism. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know, I know I've complained about Catan and <laughs> and your small children liking your wife and better. My small children liking my <laughs> wife better and trading only with her. She was the scary one. I stand by that. <laughs> so, you know, probably not the best. Like that's not the interaction I like. Yeah, I I wouldn't you know? like I said I don't think trading's a great one either. I don't think that's ever one in a game that I think is a good option. Like the one that I really like is very popular in Euros, very popular in worker placements is resource competition. Oh, absolutely. Uh, where you guys are fighting for those resources on the board or those spaces on the yeah. board. You get there first, you lock people out, or. Some of the newer ones is you get there first, they come in, they knock you out, but you get a bonus for them having to knock you out. Yes, that's like, that's Charterstone, right? Charterstone. Which is, it, it is a neat interaction because like sometimes I'm kind of like, please come to where I am so I can either get points or so that I can like get out of this space and not have to take a turn to get all my characters yeah, back. Yeah, anytime you don't take a turn to get your guys back, that's a win, it's right? way Because you can keep playing. Yeah, uh, Battle of Wits is a common one, and that is chess. Yeah, right? that's the original, the OG, the, <laughs> the OG game. So you're going back and forth, and what you do, they're reacting to, or what they do, you're reacting to. Yeah, or you're planning 27 moves ahead. I kind of love those games, the ones where you're like, okay, if I in three turns, if I still have all this, I can, I can do this. Yeah. But it has to be done properly because if it's a game that has too much take that in it, then that planning is useless. <laughs> yeah, like I like I like my Euro games. Yeah. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the terminology, Euro has a lot of either solitaire to it 
So you're doing what you want on your board. Yeah. There is some slight interaction, but not a lot. Yeah. Uh, I do, don't mind a little bit of take that as long as it's not game changing. Take that. I would agree. It's like being able to affect other players, such as I steal a card from you or yep. something like that. It, Something that kind of sets you back so it delays the end of game and keeps people in check. But nothing that is so bad that you go round after round after round of not being able to do anything because somebody can screw you over at every corner, right? Like, Yeah, like I thought uh, Grim Forest. There was take that in that. Yeah. But it was fun take that, right? It was right? fun, yeah. You know, I really enjoyed the take that in that. Like, you know, I've seen ones like uh, Dino Genetics is one I saw. They're playing it and the guy plays a card and everybody has to switch hands. Oh, my. So you've absolutely destroyed any planning whatsoever you've had in that game. Yeah. That I would not enjoy. I'd want I'd want to try it because to me, it, if it it's also the amount of time something like that can happen. Right. If that can happen once in a game, it changes the whole game, but it also isn't going to happen again. Right. Yeah. But you're starting from scratch. It's mid-game. true. <laughs> but so is everybody. Right. Yeah. At least it's take that against everybody. Uh one that we talked about tonight uh co-op yeah you know the team driven interaction co-op is we i mean we had kind of talked about cooperative games before um re-listen to that episode if you want to hear more about it but uh i do think co-op is a fantastic interaction to bring into board games for people who don't want to do the combat or like the you know have to fight against each other idea i i love it uh, you know co-op can be done really well uh, it does open itself up to that alpha gaming where yep. one person's controlling the entire game and everybody's just there for fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I like co-op games that make you play your own character, right? Yes. I like, you're waiting for it. I know you guys are waiting for it. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, we got it in there again. I like that mechanism where everybody's their own character well, and everybody's doing their own thing. And, and Harry Potter did it better than Pandemic did. Yes. Because Pandemic, you play your own character, but people can basically control you. Like you can still have that alpha gamer that says you go here and here and here and here. Whereas Harry Potter, it feels a little more like you're in control of your character. Yeah. Right. Like the other negative side of alpha gaming is if you have too many alpha gamers, then cooperative games become an argument. argument. Yeah. It becomes arguing. We've had games where we are really successful. Like last night playing the Chronicles of Crime and we've had games in pandemic and stuff where we weren't successful. There's been a, a few cooperative games where I just lean back and stop doing stuff because I'm like, people are just fighting. This yeah. isn't fun anymore. So definitely you have to keep an eye out for that, that and, alpha and gamer aspect. You know, some of that happens with just the day everybody's had too, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the combat, the take that, that's, you know, those are very common in what's called Ameritrash games. I love that term. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or Ameritrash is the, the nicer terminology. Oh, is that the nice term? Yeah. Uh So those are, you know, very thematic, very uh, interactive games. Definitely, uh, The yeah. Euros are very non-interactive games. Which I kind of like. I like, like, I like interaction with players, but I also like being able to do my own thing and then, like, be super quiet and come from behind and win. That's my favorite way. Yeah. And there are a lot of games that do mixtures of all of these, yeah. right? You know, as much as like a two-player game, uh, Targi is an example I talked yeah. about the one day is 
you know, you are going head to head, but there are other mechanisms in there. I don't think right? you can make a good game anymore having one mechanism, no, right? Like nothing that's going to keep people coming back to that game. It has to have multiple yeah. aspects to it. Yeah. So if you're looking for a form of interaction or what, what type of form of interaction, there are games that work for all different forms. Yeah. You know, and knowing what those are called will help you find the games you like. Exactly. You know, and, and trial and error, trying the games out, just figuring out which interactions you enjoy, which you don't, which games have those more than others. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, reviews are always good, but sometimes playing it's the only way to really find it out. Exactly. Every review take with a grain of salt, especially ours. Especially ours. <laughs> okay, you've been listening to Board on the Air. I'm David. And I'm Shay. And we will talk to you next week. Have a good night.